Welcome to episode 11 of Wrestling With My Mind. Um, just a quick sort of uh, show today. I've got a 40 minute interview, well around 40 minutes, with uh, Michael Caden, who is a wrestler. He wrestles for Rise Wrestling uh, and a few other companies as well. So uh, I met up with Michael in uh, Chesterfield, it was, and uh, we did a little bit of an interview and then I went and watched a bit of the show that he was performing at. And uh, yeah, it's a really cool interview. Uh, the only issue that we have is we found a nice quiet pub. And then as soon as we hit record, everyone piled in and it got a bit noisy. So there is a little bit of background noise in the interview. Um, but, you know, I've tried to clean it up as much as I can. Uh, there's not too much I could have done with it. Uh, but you can still hear us talking. Um, and it's a great interview, so I didn't want to not put it up. Uh, but yeah, so uh, here's the interview with Michael Caden. Okay, so we're sat in our pub. Yeah. I can't remember what the pub's called. It's definitely it. Um, we're in Chesterfield. Mm-hmm. And uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Well, I'm uh, Michael Caden. If you follow Rise Wrestling, you probably know I am. If you follow Hardcore Wrestling England, you probably know I am. Yeah, that's it. Independent pro wrestler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, how did you get started with uh, wrestling? With wrestling? Uh, guess always sort of fine. Right, yeah, I don't know, you go through school, I used to play quite a lot of like sports at school and stuff, like, I played like three teams of rugby and stuff like that, and kind of fell out with wrestling towards teenagers, because you find like booze and girls and stuff like that, but then on an off chance, my dad took me to a wrestling show when I was like 14 in Hartlepool, which is where I'm originally from, and it was called WZW, WrestleZone Wrestling, and even though I wasn't watching WWE at the time, I was still like getting Ring of Honor tapes and stuff like that, and the show was amazing, it was like CZW, it was great. So we got given these flyers at the show for a training school in Newcastle, which is maybe maybe an hour and 15 minutes away from where I lived at the time. So I think the following Sunday I just started training. Yeah. Just time to stop. I think I was like 14, 14, 15. And then uh, that school was shut down for a while and went to different schools, which sort of went from there. But yeah, WZW certainly doesn't get as much credit as I think it should. Right. For like where British wrestling is, like back in the day, it was a really good promotion. Mm-hmm. And I think people sort of overlook it for FWA and stuff like that, but which is great. FWA is amazing, but it sort of vicariously ran through RevPro. Mm-hmm. Whereas people like Iceman and Mikiel, who I think wrestles as, still wrestles today, and Tony Spitfire and all these great guys certainly don't get enough credit for stuff. They're still being amazing wrestlers and still, still really helping a, a generation of Northeast lads come through. Mm-hmm. Like I'm Daniel Dockley at that school uh, I met Saxon Huxley around that oh, time right, yeah. as well and he's one of my best friends in the world I'll speak with him right. on the so I met a bunch of guys like that through there that are still as tight as anything with the nurse so mm-hmm. it's good uh, and you do a lot of things for Rise don't you yeah 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 definitely Rise is more than a home promotion it's, it's my wrestling home it's my spiritual and wrestling home it's with all my best friends putting on amazing shows in my opinion and it's just everything I would want to be part of as a kid in a wrestling show it's like it's like rowdy like ECW but there's this amazing wrestling and they have hardcore matches but they have hilarious segments and stuff it's just right. I think it's definitely one of the more well-rounded promotions in the world so it's definitely something because um, we were mentioning before um, you're friends with Edron I guess yeah 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 definitely um, I met them the, through Rise they're the ones that um Put me on to you. Yeah, yeah, great guys. Um, and go. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I've, I'd never heard of Rise before. Oh, really? So, um, do I'm you follow like English wrestling as a whole? Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd go to like um, Southside Breeze. Yeah. 
obviously um, progress when it comes around. The way I'd kind of describe Rise is like if you follow music, there's obviously these academy bands like where the academy comes through and stuff. Yeah. And Rise is like the cool band you'll see at the hipster bar. Like, do you know what I mean? Just, like just coming up and you'll see like the wildest, most hardcore show ever. It's like you're not going to see them at the fucking academy or the arena, but it's like yeah. the most intimate, like 400 people losing their mind you'll ever, ever be in your life. So, so that's the way I describe it. So you couldn't have like hardcore music as opposed to like. So is it um, all hardcore wrestling? Not, not for a second. So there's maybe yeah. one hardcore match on the show. Oh, right, okay. I think it gets a bad rep because people like me and Big Joe, who's another one of my best friends in the world, and Darko and people like that, they've done these crazy matches there. But we'll do one on the show and it's like, it's just to keep up with how good the rest of the show is. There'll mm-hmm. be an amazing technical match so there needs to be a really outrageous hardcore match because we just want every match to be the best it can be. And I think sometimes the deathmatch stuff sort of gets more attention than the other stuff should. Yeah. And I'm the worst person to say that because I'm involved in all the hardcore stuff, but <laughs> I, I definitely think just for casual audiences, the way overlook prizes a deathmatch promotion, which it, it couldn't be further from. Right. Uh, it couldn't be further from. And if you've watched last year's worth of show, I think it's been like three deathmatches and they've, oh, been, okay. they've been crazy death matches yeah. but they're missing out like the Ascent tournament that had like the best wrestlers in Europe on it and stuff like mm-hmm. that and all the comedy stuff and I think definitely if you, if you just see it as a death match promotion you're not really looking right. to describe it yeah. Uh, cool. but yeah there's certainly a lot of hardcore stuff yeah it's definitely something that I've wanted to check out definitely uh, since I've known about it mm-hmm. uh, watched some clips and stuff and it looks pretty insane in big right. places <laughs> I mean, the good thing I think about Rise is because we're predominantly running Leeds. We do run other places. We've got a show coming in Bradford in a couple of weeks. Uh, the venue called Trash, which is just like an alternative bar, and it's like it's cool as fuck. People go. It's a nightclub, so running. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, but different venues have different feels. Like Brunel, like it's four hundred people crammed into, crammed into a huge room, and it's just insane. Like right, it's like okay. being at a gig. It's like seeing your favorite band live. And then the Temple of Boom shows are a lot more like being at like a hardcore. It's a hardcore venue, so like, everyone's sweating and piled on top of yeah, each other. And, Screaming the heads off and stuff, so different venues have different feels. So I've seen, I've seen Tidal in. Um, oh, Tidal, yeah. In, what was it called? Temple of Boom. Temple of Boom, I've seen them in there. Uh, they were no, right? I, I have a lot of friends that wrestle Tidal. Some of my best friends wrestle for them. I think sometimes they're a bit misdirected in the promotional tactics, and I'm not trying to be controversial or anything, but the go after venues we've had a couple of times and stuff like that yeah. like, we ran a show at Temple of Boom and thought great this, we could keep going back there then next thing we know Tyler's announced however many shows are so, right. you know in reality it's a doggy dog world and yeah. you know, whatever but you know it's nice to sort of not tread on people's toes too much mm-hmm. and I think sometimes they don't really care about that like I say some of my best friends in the world wrestle for them and I've never watched a full title show so I could be blown away by it but I, I can't fault them for doing it like okay. if a venue goes if a venue has a show on which is a wrestling show but I just think sometimes for casual fans to see wrestling and don't yeah, yeah. don't differentiate between the products I, think. I was just thinking like um it's, such, it's quite a small room and it's quite an intimate room yeah, yeah. so like the atmosphere is usually quite good for it. I would imagine it's quite good for a wrestling show I've never been to a title show this, and I'm not too sure how good the draw there but certainly for Rise we cram that room out and yeah. it's amazing it's it's hot and it's sweaty and it's, uh, it's it's everything you want it's you know the crowd right there with you. the best way to describe it is like being in a band and the crowd knowing every word to your song they know it yeah. so, and, uh, what what do you reckon is your favourite venue that you've uh, wrestled in? Oh God, um, I'd probably say the Brunel in Leeds. But over the last ten years, I've wrestled in a lot of venues that have sentimental reasons. 
but I think show by show, I've never had a bad match or a bad experience in the Brunel. The crowd are always there for it, so I'd say the Brunel. I'd say if you can make it to a right show at the Brunel, it's not going to be like any wrestling show you'll see that year. Mm-hmm. So definitely say the Brunel. I'd recommend anyone, if you're not a wrestling fan, if you're a wrestling fan, like I'd say 50% of the crowd that go to the Brunel shows aren't wrestling fans. They've just went for a night in the town and the friends have dragged them to this wrestling show right. they don't really want to go to. And then they end up coming away and they've bought the t-shirts and they've been in the ring, they've jumped around, you know. So yeah, I'd definitely say ta- I'd definitely say Bruno Aldi, really, cool. really good thing. But like, loads of venues, you know, loads of different promotions. Anything, yeah? Um, it's like, um, it's probably going to be a hard question to pick just one. Yeah, yeah. But if you could pick one person who's like your favourite person to wrestle. To wrestle? Yeah. Um, it's different people for different reasons. Um, I think certainly my most famous matches, especially over the last couple of years, have been with Big Joe, who's went on to be in Taunton and Death. And he's, he's a bona fide name in wrestling now, Big Joe. And um, me and him have had some crazy matches. And at the time we were having them, we were both just out to prove a point, just ball so all, let's do it. And those matches mean a lot to me. But I'd definitely say, if I know I'm wrestling Big Joe tonight, it's going to be a good match. There's people I've been wrestling a bunch lately that have been really good. Like, I've wrestled a lot with Will Cruz, who I think might even be the title champion. He's amazing to be in the ring with. I like wrestling big guys, because, you know, it's big guys. But believe it or not, not looking at me now, you wouldn't think. I used to be quite a skinny boy. I used to be quite a flippy lad. I uh, trained with Pac quite a lot back in Newcastle. So, uh, back in the day... Oh, I wrestled BT Gunn a couple of times, he was really good. Uh, I'd say Big Joe, though, if it had to be. Oh, Daniel Dockley, surprisingly. And this is a podcast, and everyone knows about wrestling. Daniel Dockley in real life is my best friend. And whenever you're wrestling your best friend, you know, we've been wrestling each other for 10 years. So if you put us on in front of 10 people, we'll have a great match for 10 people. If you put us on in front of 1,000 people, we'll have a great match for 1,000 people because they're different matches. And I think we know each other well enough to play to different crowds. So I think, yeah, definitely him. But like I said, there's a bunch of people that's really good. Uh, I wrestled Tyler Devlin quite a bit lately and he's really good he's crazy he's genuinely crazy <laughs> but he's, he's super good um, I, don't, I don't really have bad experiences wrestling people but I think Big John I can't Danny Darko is another one me and him had a, a bunch of Sambuca street fights were called right. where after every three minutes like the old British round system after every three minutes you had to take a shot at Sambuca <laughs> and the concept just going into it we like never going to work such a flawed concept and it was at Temple of Boom it ended up being one of my favourite matches that year it was amazing so yeah, um, definitely. I think if you're wrestling your friends, you're going to have fun. And I'm friends with a lot of guys are wrestling. Yeah. So. Um, do you predominantly just do the hardcore stuff, or do you have like it seems, matches as well? Well, I didn't do hardcore wrestling for years. Never had a hardcore match. My first proper hardcore match was with Big John Darko at uh, the venue in Leeds. We don't really go to anymore, but I think we're going back soon. And um, over, it seems over the last three, four years, so I've predominantly done hardcore sort of matches. Not every match is light tubes and stupid stuff like that. I try to save that for special occasions, but yeah. every sort of match has the wild unpredictability. I, like, I think that's my brand. I think I do that quite well, bring the sort of unpredictability to matches. So like, I think I'm in a hardcore match tonight, so yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do quite a lot, but again, it's brutal. But mm-hmm. I did straight wrestling for years and loved every second of it. But you know, at this point, I think um, I think I'm good at what I do at this point because yeah. I'm not as agile as I was mm-hmm. ten years ago. So you know, I can try and do a shooting star press, but probably look sloppy. But I can do a, a really cool move with the chair. You know what I mean? That's what I'm mm-hmm. um, and what when you did your first hardcore match, like. Yeah. Um, 
How did you feel about it before and how did you feel about it afterwards? I mean, I think everyone deep down has always liked hardcore wrestling. I think as a wrestling fan, everyone's sort of got a guilty pleasure. Like, yeah. You know, they grew up on the WWF hardcore stuff and then, you know, you'll, you'll YouTube Mick Foley in Japan and stuff like that. So, and when I was a kid, when I was at school, I used to order FMW tapes with people like Hayabusa and all the ECW stuff or something. So I've always loved it. So, you know, you're excited going into it. Um, I didn't know it would take me in the direction I went, but I'm happy it has because I enjoy what I'm doing. And I'm thinking I'm, you know, improving. Because there's a big difference with hardcore wrestling. People, a lot of people do it now, and it's, I've noticed death matches are becoming a really big thing in the UK now. And I think people are just jumping on the bandwagon of it being trending yeah. a month. And a lot of guys are just doing it because they think they're going to get easily noticed. And it's it's all hack and slash. And it's bullshit. And it looks sloppy. It's dangerous. People are going to get hurt. People are going to lose venues. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to turn fans off. I think if hardcore wrestling's done well, there's a great art to it. And that's what I try to do. And that's what I try to you know, learn, study and improve myself on. There's nothing I hate worse than just hack and slash wrestling, just stuff that makes no sense and stuff for no reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget the question, what was the question? Um, how did you feel before you How did I feel before going? Yeah. So I went in with that mindset that wasn't just going to be like a plunder thingy. And it, it was me, Big Joe and Darko. And it was at Argus Studios in Leeds. And we had an absolute barn burner. And we knew we wanted to stand out. And I think in that match, Darko definitely went through light tubes because he got a big cut on his back. And I took skewers for the first time. Right, you know, okay. the, which I've done a bunch of times since, and they're the most painful things in the world. I was going to ask about that. Is yeah. that um, I saw a video, and I think it was you. Uh-huh. Took him to the forehead. I've never took him to the forehead. Right. But I've, uh, I try to take to the ground. But I've seen people take to the forehead. And right. It's brutal. You know, it's brutal. It just looks insane. It, it hurts every bit as it looks. But uh, we did them for the first time that night, and it got a lot of like shock value traction, which is what we wanted because we want the eyes on the product, and we need to do something out. You know. I think if things serve a purpose, everything should be done for a good reason. I think that was a good reason to do it. And coming out of that match, we knew it was something good. None of us knew it would take us in that direction, because that was one of Big Joe's first hardcore matches as well. Right. And it was one Dark Horse, like, and from there, you know, look where we all are, you know. Was, you know, we're all sponsored by different things and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and it's good. Cool. But yeah, yeah, certainly apprehension would be a word, but excitement and... You know, I trusted them guys, I wouldn't get hurt, so, mm-hmm. yeah. I would never do something with someone I didn't think, you know, was going to... If I knew someone was going to end tragically, I wouldn't try to do it. Yeah. So. And do you, like, get uh, spurred on by the, the crowd sort of thing? That's the major thing in Rise, yeah. Like, my body wouldn't look the way it looks right now, and I wouldn't be as sore as I feel right now. <laughs> if it wasn't for them Rise fans, because they make you want to do that stuff for them, because right. they're giving you every bit of a back. Um, I've, you know, different places have different crowds, and different crowds react in different ways, which is the beauty of wrestling. But definitely the Rise fans, you know, you, the, you jump off a bridge for them, because that's loud and that's, you know, so. Definitely, definitely helps. But it's the same as a band, like, you're going to scream your heart out if the fans are screaming back to you. I think that's like a common occurrence in this podcast. I'll keep relating it back to music because I know you get a lot of musicians yeah, yeah. on this podcast. And yeah, so it's the best way to describe it. Cool. And uh, you're wrestling for NCW, is that right? I believe Tonight? that's what the promotion's called. Yeah, yeah NCW. If I'm honest with you, I haven't seen too much of the guys' clips. They hit me up for booking and. Yeah, I took it, so we'll see what it is. I think it's a hard call match tonight. I try to check some of the stuff. I don't. I don't know the rest of the world. I don't know what the fans. The guy just asked me for my music there, and I was like, oh, I don't know. 
said anything. Right. I hope it's not like Norwegian black metal or something because it okay. looked like there was quite a lot of metal guys yeah, there. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Um, it looks like it's a predominantly hardcore sort of thing. Yeah, it does. Right. Like, I'm, I'm such like, like an emo kid. Like, I don't, <laughs> don't want to go through. Like, just play Taking Back Sunday and we'll be happy. But, <laughs> such an emo kid. So that going into something that you, um, you, you've never been to before or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. How do you get into the mindset to perform for that? I mean, I always like to be there an hour or so before the show, check out the venues and stuff. I hate arriving at venues late. I've had like such bad travel issues today. Right. Like, I'm originally from Hartlepool, and here's what they spoke in. I said, oh, I'll get the train down. The train would like take seven hours and there'll be three different stops. And it would cost a promotion like 100 quid. So I've got a friend that lives in South Milford, so I was like, look, I can go stop with my friend the night before. Then South Milford to Leeds, Leeds to, it'll be easy, but the train broke down for an hour. Um, going out, so I like to get to venues sort of early-ish, not too early, not waiting around all day, but early-ish, so you can have a walk around and check out who's on the show and stuff like that. See who's doing what and see. So just sort of, it's, it's a patience game. So yeah, but getting into the mindset, I, I don't really know how I get into a mindset. It just happens. Like, you just kind of have to let it be. I, I pace a lot. I'm a big pacer. Like fucking wear holes and write wrestling boots and just pace them down. Before so, yeah, that, that's a good answer. I don't know. Um, and your sort of wrestling persona. Yeah. Is that um, is that just you or? Uh, basically, you I mean, sort of... I hate the whole generic thing like wrestling's just you with your volume turned up to eleven. Mm-hmm. But within Rise, that's what it has become. Like it's just been me with the volume turned up. Like I mean, I used to be a crazy kid when I was younger. We used to go out in the beer every night and stuff when we were back in H Town, and it's kind of what it is. Like now, I just like anything for a quiet life. I like, I, you know, I just like to sit and do nothing, read books. And, <laughs> but then do crazy stuff on a weekend. So. But yeah, it's, it, it kind of is just me with the volume turned up. It depends, you know, if I'm if I want the crowd to like me or if I want them to dislike me or yeah, different yeah. things. But I look at wrestling like it's way easier to make someone dislike you and like you. So things that piss you off in life, you just do them, and things you find endearing, just do them. So yeah. I think, especially at Rise, I know we keep coming back to it, but Rise, the crowd are just there for a good time. So if you're on the same level with them for a good time, it's instantly an endearing thing. So. Mm-hmm. So. And um, obviously, with you doing like more recently doing the hardcore sort of yeah, stuff, yeah. have you ever had like any sort of bad injuries or anything like that? Oh uh, yeah, a bunch. Um, so me and Big Joe, we wrestled a couple of years ago at a ride show called Spooky Slam. We had a hardcore match and it was a bomb burning. Go for it, match of the year. So then we were all pumped up. We knew we were going to do a second one, and. In our infinite wisdom, we decided to make it a Noro barbed wire match. Right. <laughs> so we, we announced this Noro barbed wire match and we got the barbed wire, and it was at Temple of Boom. It was very poorly thought out because at Temple of Boom, the fans are practically in the ring. And so the venue contacted the promotion two days before the show and said, Look, no barbed wire at all. If that barbed wire goes up and you have that match, we'll lose our license. Not only us as a bar, but we won't be able to run the venue for gigs or anything. So we had to nix an oral barbed wire. So me and Big Joe went into it knowing that people travelled a long way to see this oral barbed wire match. So we had to do something special. We had to top the match stuck up match to the other the year before. So we, we just went for it. We wrestled a couple of times and we just fought to all. But in that match, there was two quite nasty cuts. We had barbed wire wrapped around one side of the ring, just ran the ropes. And I got thrown into it, and I don't know if you can see the oh, right, yeah. slip my wrist on it. It, uh, it wasn't too deep or anything, but yeah. the wire nicked me, you know. I thought, oh, Jesus. So I knew that happened in the match, and I knew it wasn't deep, and I knew it wasn't spurting. So 
sort of taped it up during the match and finished the match, you know, like Sammy would. <laughs> but then um, I got backstage and another one of my friends from Teesside who I knew before, before any of us even got into wrestling, she's called Kirsten. She does a lot of the filming and videoing for lots of promotions. She does it for North and uh, Wrestlegate and places like that. Oh, she does all that stuff. And she got backstage and I was like, oh shit, my arm, my arm. And I turned around and she went, oh, no, your arm. And I took a huge chunk out of the underside of my arm, right. which needed 10 stitches, which I didn't realise. And I don't even know how I did it. It was just somehow in the middle of the match. So that definitely stands out. Uh, lots of cuts. And I got cut the other week on a show, my back quite bad. All right. Yeah, that was in a match with World Cruz, actually. Um, yeah, just just cuts, really. Like I, I I used to get concussions quite a bit when I used to do high flying stuff, but I mean that was just you know being reckless and not having the experience to know about. It. But not reckless with your opponents, but reckless with yourself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you get hurt every time you hit the ground in wrestling. Room. Like everything we do hurts. And that's why I hate how overexposed wrestling's became in a way. Because we're starting a bar now, and if you say to anyone wrestling, anyone in the world wrestling, they'll do that whole hacksaw Jim Duggan and stamp the foot on the floor and pretend to punch them. Which is furthest from the truth. Like, I've been rocked by so many forearms and punches and kicks and stuff. So, but yeah, injuries happen. Luckily, nothing too serious, just stitches and, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, I was in a match, someone got hurt in a match I was in. In Cleethops, it was me and Daniel Docky versus Jack Jester and Char Samuels, Kinky Party, mm-hmm. and Chapman. I'm not sure how he did it, it was no one's fault, but he ended up with the worst concussion I've ever seen anyone have. He, his head was like three inches out of his head, looks like he was growing to the head. I think there's footage of it online, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, it's, it's a part of what we do, injuries do happen. But I'm blessed enough never to have really broken a bone or anything too serious. And that's the way it should stay. No one should, no one should not be able to see the loved ones after a wrestling match. So. Yeah. And uh, what makes you like, not like want to go back and do match or something, but what, what keeps it sort of fresh for you? Sort of? That's, it's a difficult question. I mean, with Rise, it's always fresh because it's such a good promotion. It's something I've got such a passion for with that promotion. So that's why I always want to keep back and doing it for Rise. Like, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not as young as I used to be now. I'm still in my 20s, but sometimes I do think, like, God, I'm so beat up and stuff. Why do I keep doing this? But the reason I'm questioning it is exactly why I'm doing it. Because, you know, the fucking teenage kid inside of me that will never die, that was always wanting to do it. And, you know, you know, sleep on your dead sort of thing like growing up's giving up like just keep doing it let's go the wheels fall off kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah but you know British wrestling's opened up a lot there's a lot more opportunities for people there's a lot more shows going on and stuff like that especially from when I started so that obviously spurs you on a lot like this I've certainly never ended up in WWE UK but some of my best friends are in WWE UK right now and you know it just keeps you motivated seeing all your friends and yourself progress with what you do and learning your craft better so I think self-progression is what keeps me wanting to do it okay Cool. Uh, if people want to come and see you wrestle, where can they go uh, in the near future? Um, right, so I mentioned there's a ride show coming up in Bradford. I don't have the date to my head. We're doing Spooky Slam on Halloween night in Leeds, which should be great. Okay. Um, I don't know, man. Like, Big Joe forced me to get Instagram because I'm really bad with social media. Right. So anything you see me tagged in on Facebook or social media, I'll be there. But just keep on top of rise because even if you just have the Facebook group or anything like that, you'll be entertained by the videos I get put up. So, yeah. So we talked about like your favourite sort of matches that you've done. Yeah. Um, what are the favourite matches you've seen? Uh, it's such a subjective question, isn't yeah. it? It's so subjective. I mean, 
instantly, I think a match that jumps in my head. I don't know if it's fresh in my head because I looked at a t-shirt with on it like yesterday, like from like some hipster shop. Um, I don't know if it's my favourite match, but the match that stands out is Foley Undertaker on the cell. That oh, just right. stands out as a match. Like I mean, there's so many great matches like that, like Shawn Michaels Undertaker WrestleMania 25. Um, and just go out for days, but then. Like the Mike Awesome Sataraka matches in FMW and ECW were amazing. Like any old school Sabu match was amazing. Any high booster match is amazing. Uh, Pac is probably the best wrestler ever. Like he's ridiculous. He was ridiculous like back when I used to see him a lot in Newcastle and that sort of area. Uh, but now it's just he's ridiculous. Like he's like the dynamite kid, but cooler. Like, he's, just, he's just yeah. I mean anything he does is great. Uh, I. The only match I've seen of that new promotion, what's called AEW. Oh, right, yeah. The one, Goldust versus Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, That was yeah. a super good match. There's yeah, good yeah. matches happening all the time. Like, I think there's different different ways of thinking a match is great. Like, a match can be called great because they go 100 miles an hour for however long they do all these reversals. Or a match can be great because it draws genuine emotion. You can sit like, and watch it without thinking. And our time tend to go for the second one. And don't get us wrong, I fucking love Dragon Gate and Cruiserweight Wrestling and stuff like that, but... I do certainly think that wrestling's about great moments and memories and if a match can do that then I think it's a great match so there's just so many to mention like uh, the old Undertaker Foley stuff just in general like the boiler room match they had uh, I think it was that SummerSlam I think so yeah 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 that was great I remember watching that as a kid like I got into wrestling like super young like I think my nana bought me King of the Ring uh, the first one where Yokozuna and Hulk Hogan did the flash yeah. I think I was like three year old and I watched that to death and ever since then just just uh, just obsessed with wrestling like there's, and there's so many good guys like independently in America to doing great stuff um, I don't know How, yeah, you'd have to name me a genre or something because I can't, I can't just pick one. I, you know, you get a ball back thing. With Bobby Wyatt, Sabu Terry Funk, uh, the Norma Bob Wyatt match, that was another great match, but that's a lot different to one taking Shawn Michaels match. But in the same vein, it still drew genuine emotion and stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah, anything that's done really well is great, but I think if you have a defining character doing them things and people you care about doing it, then it's... Uh, a lot better so yeah I mean Briscoe Rose is super good in Ring of Honor mm-hmm. like just stuff like that anything Jimmy Jacobs is amazing I could just sit and name great wrestlers forever like what's called Darby <laughs> Allen is phenomenal like uh, yeah there's so many good guys so yeah and uh, when you're not wrestling, do you get out to see much like indie sort of stuff? Uh, no, I tend to not go shows. So I, right. I mean, you know, YouTube and stuff. You know, watch watch wrestling a bunch, but I don't go shows. So I'm not. I don't have enough time. I'm like, there's not enough hours in the day. Yeah. But um, I mean. I'm from Harleypool I'm hardly ever home so when I'm on trying to catch up with friends like I was best man at my buddy's wedding like a couple of days ago and, uh, a couple of weeks ago and stuff like that so everyone's sort of growing up and I'm still you know falling my head but, uh, yeah no I don't obviously on YouTube so I try to keep as much up on as much as I can but yeah. I'd be lying if I said I watched it like I know Rev, show, Rev Pro had a really good show last night okay. Rev Pro yeah but I probably won't see any of it but if, unless I see a clip on YouTube or something but okay. I won't you know I try to I try to keep a, a top one as much as I can, but I don't yeah. I don't get to shows really unless I'm booked on. And if I am booked on shows, I do try to watch as many matches as I can. Yeah. So, you know, especially if it's my friends wrestling as well. Like one of the best friends in the world, Saxon Huxley. Mm-hmm. So I might not sit and watch the WWE UK for an episode, but if I know if he texts me saying he's going to be on, I'll make sure I watch his match. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, if uh, you had any advice for anyone that's wanting to get into sort of wrestling, what would you say to those people? I mean. It's it's kind of a do as I say, not what I do kind of thing with this one. But uh, 
and I, I'm no one to give anyone advice, man. Like, but I would say find a really reputable school that's going to teach you the right way to wrestle, and make sure that you have enough life experience as well as wrestling experience. Because I think life experience goes a long way into knowing and being sensible of wrestling experience. Because I mean, you, you can be a young kid that can do all flips in the wall, but if you've never been to a bar, never been on a night out, or you've never done this, you've never done that, how on earth are you going to know what these fans appeals to them? So I just say, get your head down, do the right things. Just common sense goes a long way as well uh, try to be as humble as possible you know and just make sure you really find a reputable school and make sure you're in as well make sure it's not just something you want to do because you're seeing the young bucks hit a so cool super yeah. kick on the internet like make sure you have to make sure you you know wrestling like we could sit here and talk about like Harley Race wrestling Joey Lawler from the Memphis Coliseum and yeah, stuff yeah. like that or we could talk about Tiger Mask from New Japan in the early days and Super Jacob or we could, we could talk about the Colognes in Puerto Rico because I genuinely have a love for wrestling yeah. and I think some people you know <laughs> I remember a kid once said to me at a, a train school or something he was like oh I love old school wrestling Edge is my favourite wrestler and he thought Edge <laughs> Was like yeah. school. That always just stuck exactly, out. Yeah. yeah, but I think just definitely have a have a look for wrestling. Know, know the history of what we do and have respect for everyone that does it because you know there's a reason people play us on the card where they're at and you know just, just try to be as humble as possible and try not to go the way of politics and stuff like that. But uh, we're getting above our head and stuff like yeah. that. But just just you know just be a good guy and just go about the right way. Find a reputable school. Make sure that the person training you has experience to train you because mm-hmm. for a long time it's definitely calmed down now. There's some amazing schools about. Marty Jones has trained people in Leeds and you know if, if you learn by anyone Marty Jones is like a god of wrestling do you know what I mean and Rampage Brown has an amazing school in Newcastle and stuff like that but for a while before these great schools were about there were schools that were popping up and it was like untrained guys wrestling untrained guys and bad habits after bad habits right. and, you know luckily that's gone away for the most part now at least yeah. um, I imagine it's like at the minute with like NXT UK coming in and um like bigger promotions getting a bit more popular and um, like Pack and stuff coming back and doing indie shows um, like indie wrestling's got a little bit more popular as well hasn't it definitely uh, um, it's not uncommon to see independent wrestling t-shirts in mm. public now which blows my mind I remember a few years it would have been about five six years ago I was in a bar in Hartlepool and uh, Finn Balor had just been signed to NXT or something and there was a girl in the bar wearing a Finn Balor t-shirt and it blew my mind that that was a that's a Fergal Dever t-shirt from New Japan <laughs> like there's a girl like she's probably no idea about New Japan she's wearing a Fergal Dever t-shirt but now you can you can walk along the street and see a Progress t-shirt you know whereas I got independent wrestling because I've always liked alternative sort of things like alternative music alternative lifestyle and independent wrestling was my rebellious sort of alternative thing like oh I want to train a serial on WWE put up I check out Nick Bondo on CZW and stuff like that <laughs> and now you know it's not uncommon independent wrestling is kind of mainstream which is an amazing thing because it means there's more jobs for everyone in it so you know I always want to see friends all over mm. so I'm, I'm assuming like wrestling schools and stuff like that are yeah. maybe getting um, not populated by people that don't know the history and stuff like that but like right. more of a casual sort of I mean I don't know I, I generally don't know so I mean definitely you... definitely the schools I've mentioned will weed out the sort yeah, of, yeah. them sort of people and the school I went to weeded out them sort of people and I, I don't know I, I can't the, sort, the sort of thing that what I'm trying to get at is yeah. I'm guessing you've got to like um, 
know that this is what you want to do. Yeah. You can't half ass it, sort of thing. You can't, but I'm not saying drop your whole world for wrestling. Mm-hmm. Because chances are it's not going to work out. No. <laughs> you know, but. I'd say make sure you're not just doing it like you'd go have a kick around on a Sunday afternoon in yeah. the park. You might do it one week out of rain and I won't go the next. And if you're doing it, make sure you're doing it. Just just to have some sort of respect love for the business because mm-hmm. you know the generations before us used to have to cripple themselves to get into the business. Yeah. And you know, it's more respect for the guys before us than anything. Because like although you won't think because I'm pudgy and do hardcore matches, I have like such a deep rooted respect for you know, people that have came before us in this business and you know the veterans and stuff like that and for what they put the bodies through and you know the time they've missed at home and stuff like that and I think it's just a bit you know if you're just doing it on a whim then it's not the right way to go about it but mm-hmm. again who am I to say anything I'm not to say anything so okay cool um not really got much more for you oh, um if you want anything want to say anything else or, or anything I'm like easy that? anything else anything man anything um, plug your podcast are you doing the Wrestlemania rundown you told me a bit ago uh, yeah yeah, we, we started doing it. Um, I think it's probably about a year ago. Okay, what what are you up maybe, to? We're at fifteen. Fifteen. Rocking um, Austin. We, tr- we try and do it. Yeah, it's rocking Austin. We try and do it every two weeks, but we, we've missed a few, so we're a bit behind. So it's probably not a year. Um, but yeah, it's called Grandest Stage. Grandest Stage. You have to send me stuff over. I'll definitely, um, uh, definitely check it out. Um, yeah. But what what's like your favourite WrestleMania then? Um, and I'll cut this and I'll put it into the Grandest yeah. Stage. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> I think there's been great matches on different WrestleManias, which I think are good, but I think there's a full show. Mm-hmm. 16 or 17, it was the one where Rock and Austin again. I think it might have been 17, 17 definitely, because after WrestleMania 15, it was WrestleMania 2000, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so WrestleMania 17, uh, with the TLC match, and uh, yeah, it was up to one great show. Rock and Austin had the My Will and Biscuit video mm-hmm. package and stuff. That always stands out just to be mind blown as a kid, like, just watch it over and over again. Like, it's the same as like uh, Royal Rumble 2000 that was like an amazing show and stuff like that so I think it's very rare you get a show you can sit and watch talk to Bob yeah. we tried to do a um, I don't actually if we, if we did it I don't know if it made it to air we did a drunk cast on oh, okay. um, we did a we put rest, uh, Royal Rumble 2000 on yeah. and we started drinking oh yeah, yeah great um, and then by the end of it we were but I think I think actually it made it it made, made it in me and, uh, um, me and Daniel O'Dockery back in the day, we haven't done it recently, but we used to uh, we used to pop a random wrestling tape on and we used to get drunk and stoned. And we used to be like, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> and Chapman was doing media at university. so And there's loads of stuff about, I believe, it's not been announced yet, but I believe there's going to be like a five-year Rise documentary getting made, right, which okay. has like all of this footage. Because Chapman just used to have a, uh, Daniel O'Dockery rather, Chapman. Yeah, he, uh, he just used to have a video camera on everything all the time. He was like... Because he had all these cameras at his disposal, so the, the you know he used to like take a video camera on night out with us and stuff. So, yeah. It was all that stuff, just us losing our mind at like wrestling. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's great. But yeah, um, wrestling's great. It's on, a, it's on a big stage, and I love the fact that like we're in a bar now, which is like it's an expensive bar, but yeah. You know, yeah. But it, it's not. You wouldn't think there's a wrestling fan here, but you could probably go up to someone who knows something on a deep level about wrestling the last five years, but they wouldn't. Yeah, you yeah. know, they wouldn't just know who Big Daddy you Noko. Know, it's not sort of that sort of taboo subject anymore, is no, it? No, definitely like, not. Because I, I know there was, def- there was definitely a time where like people would be like, "Oh, what you did tonight?" You'd probably go, eh, I'm just, oh, yeah. "Just hanging around." But when really you're like, you're staying up till one o'clock to start watching. Oh, explain that when you're the age I was, training, and all your friends are gonna go get pissed in the park, and you're like, "No, I can't make it this weekend." Like, oh, why? Because I'm travelling two hours to Newcastle to go get flung around, and then you know not be able to walk at school the next day, but. 
Nah, it's definitely a, I don't know, it's just, I think everything in life is subjective, and I think wrestling is the most subjective thing in the world. Like, I fell in love with wrestling when I was a kid because everyone looked different. There was uh, the British Bulldog who didn't look the same as Jake the Snake, who didn't look the same as The Undertaker. And I think it's the only true thing with real variety in the world anymore. Like, even music, man, like, every hardcore band looks the same, every mainstream song sounds the same. Like, I think wrestling's the only thing with true variety, and I know I keep getting back to Rise, but Rise, I do think, is the only genuine, like, variety show that I know of, anyway, so... Um, going back to Rise then, who yeah. would you say are like um, up and coming people or people on the Rise card who are like regulars that people should check out? I mean, by now I think everyone that's ever seen Rise knows about Big Joe. But then there's so many talented guys, like Boys to Men, the tag team, they're super talented. Uh, Craig West is, uh, Craig West is amazing, uh, Cameron Solas is amazing. Uh, there's these, what, we, what we try to do is like try to get guys that might not wrestling from crowds like that but we know can do that stuff and put in from this wild crowd it's great there's a bunch of I think you just have to check out Rise for yourself like, yeah. that's what I'd say to anyone about Rise like, it's like the old ECW thing like you wouldn't understand it unless you were there yeah. like, I think you have to you have to definitely be there. yeah definitely um, and then going into a bit of your personal stuff what sort of music and things are you listening to at the minute uh at the minute, I used to be like a huge emo kid. Right. I still am. Like, take back Sunday and like Hawthorne Heights and stuff like my jam. But uh, I'm going to see bands at the Brunel soon. In Me, do you remember them? Yeah. In Me, yeah, they're, they're coming back apparently. They'll all be like in the 40s and decrepit now. I went to see Lead Singer uh, probably about four months ago now. Oh, really? Doing an acoustic set at a parish in Huddersfield. Oh, sick. That's um, good. It was really amazing. Did he like, play like in me songs? It was all yeah, it was, he did some solo stuff and then he so played like in me. That was like my like sixteen year old jam. I think he played that. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I used to really like the band Aiden. They were really oh, good. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, when I was a super young kid, I used to like Marilyn Manson quite a lot. Right. Like I don't know. Now it's sort of a mix of everything. Like I really like the Misfits. Like mm-hmm. huge in the Misfits and stuff. Um, there's so many different bands, but then I like dance music a lot as well. Like, yeah. you'll catch me more times. Not if I'm walking along, you'll think, "Oh, look at that guy. He's, he's listening to fucking Gargoth or something." Like that. Yeah. I've got like Clubland on. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think again, the rest of anything that makes you feel good, anything that makes you feel happy. I like quite a lot of indie music, mm-hmm. like uh, Pigeon Detectives and stuff like that, uh, Maximo Park and stuff. But that's mainly through my like friends at home because I like probably like indie football ads and I'm like, you know, that thought where it's like indie 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 ads. Who the fuck's invited him? Like, <laughs> it's like that. And, uh, so if we're, there's an indie bar in Hartlepool called Idols, so we always get in there and stuff. So yeah, I, I just know everything, everything, anything's good. It's good. I think anything that's good. But it's mainly like like hardcore music quite a lot. Um, I use quite a lot of hardcore music for my MVs and stuff like Touche Amore and stuff like that, and Gnar Wolves and bands like that. So right. yeah, it's mainly that type of genre. Mm-hmm. Um, comeback Kids, stuff like that. Yeah, but, but then I like Real Friends a lot and stuff like that as well. Like Midwest emo is probably like my favorite genre. Like it's whining, it's horrible, and like you get some people's <laughs> nerves. But it's the best. If I'm in a bar, a beer garden, and got Midwest emo, on, I'm sat having a drink and sunny out. I'm like the happiest guy in the world. <laughs> if I'm thinking about wrestling, then it's even better. Uh, have you ever done anything like musically or anything like any bands or anything? Yeah. Um, if my friends ever listen, they'll get a huge pop out of it. So when we were at school. We thought, yeah, we're going to be in a band. And before we'd even had a rehearsal, we had a name, we had gigs booked, we had all this stuff. And we were called Last Night's Love. Okay. Like, the most like, emo, <laughs> thing in the world. I think on my old MySpace account, there's a song recorded by them. Fucking brutal, terrible. I can't sing. We had two lead singers because we thought we were like Alexis on Fire. Like, it's fucking horrible, but yeah, like, I've always wanted to be like in a band, but I'm musically, like, 
Nothing. Don't don't do anything. So fair enough. Yeah, I really like fucked up as well. Have you heard them? Fucked up. No. Yeah, they're really good. The guy has a podcast called Turned Out Punk. He gets a lot of wrestlers on it. Check right. it out. Yeah. Uh, fucked up are really good. Yeah. Different bands there, but mainly like Midwest, Barney, indie, more sort of music. But I really like the Albon Daggers. They're super good. I want to get them to play a ride show because the bang off for it. But I'm actually signed to a record label. I don't know if you know that, yeah. So, so my buddies in Millsborough have a record label, it's a legit record label, they put on events, they sign things, and they, they print and make all my merch and do merch deals and stuff. It's called Sad for Life Records. Okay. So I'm signed to music label, but not as last night's love. Like, just as me, <laughs> the indie wrestler guy, because I thought it was cool to have a wrestler on the label. Yeah, um, nice one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, how did you get in? in um, contact with like Airdrone Dagger and stuff how did, all, how did that work out I'm not sure if they came to a show or I seen them at a show and knew they were on the retire and I always try to like sort of give back so if there's a ride show and there's a band I've heard of or something that's why you should come check out the show I'll get you in for free so I don't know if it was like one of them situations where they contact me or contact them but I met them probably at a ride show and then just said look my buddies come back I'll get you in and then they just kept coming back and I haven't been to see him live in a while. Uh, I know they played a Mark Andrews band the other day. Yeah, I was Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Mark's another great guy. Um, but, yeah, I, I've been wanting to catch him running around, but I think I'm going to try and get him to play a ride show at the Bruno Ellison thing. So, yeah. But, yeah, that's just how it is. Just one of them weird things where you don't really know how you're friends with people, but you're quite close friends with them. Yeah. And uh, they uh, we ran a deathmatch tournament called Games of Death. And it was ridiculous. It was an amazing show, but it was, like, intense. And I remember them being there, just being, like, loving every second of it. You can see them on all the footage and stuff. Yes. So, I did a podcast with uh, Lewis and Maisie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and apparently Rise Show was Maisie's first ever wrestling experience. Yeah, she said, yeah. Yeah, I think she brought a sister at the game's death as well. Oh, right. If I'm not mistaken, the sister was just traumatised. <laughs> she was, like, loving it. Yeah, it's great, like, I just feel bad after show. I'm running around, I'm trying to catch them, but we should we should definitely hook up for a beer sometime when we're, when we're next, when the, the path's next line. Cool. Hmm? Um, so now Lewis is, like, proper into it. He, yeah. Uh, he brings on about it all the time. Yeah, he's, uh, he's good. I tried to get him down well we were supposed to be playing a festival that day we were supposed to be booked on so we'll be there for three days together so I think we were just going to get like all types of drunk and stuff and just have fun it was called Pilot Festival I think we were supposed to be in Sheffield alright but then fell through right. I'm actually wrestling on a festival in two weeks week and a half in it's, it's called the Old Tom Secret Garden Party it's one of these like hipster festivals where they announced okay. the, the location three days before it's limited to like 2,000 tickets but we did this rise last year and it was like the craziest three days ever so I'm looking forward to that cool but yeah last right. one anything else um, I think we should probably wrap it up cool you should to get over yeah, the venue get to the venue but I'll be around if you want to put anything else on yeah definitely uh, I'll get you in the show as well so you can come check out some wrestling sweet sweet thanks yeah right thanks for having us on buddy no right I'll definitely check it out